0: Have you ever been bullied? I have. It was a long time ago now when I was a child. And I often stayed up late at night in my room, dreaming of revenge. Thinking of all the things I could do to get back at those who had hurt me. But it wasn't like this. I never dreamed of revenge like this. Welcome to CreepyCast. My name is Pather O'Gillin. I'm the author of The Call and The Invasion and lots of other young adult books that nobody thinks young adults should actually read. If you're interested, please check out my work or have a look at my website at pather.org. That's p-e-a-d-a-r dot org. Today's story is called Hair. I wish I could still do the accent justice, but my childhood was a fair while ago, but I hope you enjoy the story anyway. At 16, Pascal Sweeney fell out of a tree in the graveyard and smacked his head hard against a rock. He woke up in hospital, feeling okay, apart from some cuts and bruises, and four particularly painful scratches running in parallel down his left shoulder. You got off lightly, said his dad, the owl fella. But Pascal's hair began falling out within days. The doctors said it was trauma. They said an impact to the head could do that, but sometimes the hair grew back. It didn't. A week after the accident in the graveyard, Pascal Sweeney washed off his eyebrows as if they had been makeup. Before the fall, he had shaved twice in his life. Now, not a single hair grew anywhere on his body. The others laughed at him, Bosco and Mickey and them. He looks like a girl, they hooted. Looks like a girl, so he does. And so he did. At least to himself, until he stopped looking in the mirror. Pascal took to walking alone and wearing a farmer's flat cap like his owl even when the sun shone and sweat poured down his naked face like kids on a slide. He didn't want to see the others anymore. He stopped going to football in O'Donnell Park. He hid from girls his own age and dreaded the whispered pity of his mother's old friends. But then, one day when he was sitting on the jacks doing his business and picking his nose, his heart lifted. Normally, he spent as long as he could in there passing the whole lunch break where the boys couldn't see him, sneaking back into class under the sad gaze of Father Cunningham at the last minute. As he was picking his nose that day, out of boredom more than from any real hopes of finding anything, his index finger made a discovery that brought Pascal as much joy as Columbus's discovery had brought him. Hair, he whispered. One finger, after another, caressed the tiny, tiny strands of hope clinging feebly to the wall of his nostrils. Both sides, he exulted. Hair! He wandered back to class earlier than usual. Bosco and Mickey looked up from the obscene work of art they were scratching onto the desk for future generations, as if they were unaware that Mats was next and not biology. They blinked, almost as one. Mickey recovered first. Well, well, how is shiny today? Aye, said Bosco, his tiny little mouth working hard. Let's see if I can see my face in it. Or did you not polish your head this morning? Pascal hadn't expected to find anybody in the classroom on such a fine afternoon. He wanted to turn round then and there and run back to the jacks. But he had hair now, albeit not on his head. Hair grew in his nose and surely he would have it back all over soon enough. His scalp itched. Hair, he wondered, or just the flat cap? He removed the hat and sat down as the taunts began. Insults didn't touch him today, they couldn't, not even as the other boys filed in from play and added their scorn to the rising chorus. Hair, thought Pascal, and again, hair, and his hands clutched at the desk as the boys surrounded him, as Mickey took a marker and wrote on his head, as Bosco spat on his pate and with a rag began to polish. Hair. Hair. The owl came in from work, starved with the hunger. Pascal served him his dinner, and both of them muttered grace and a quick prayer for the soul of Pascal's mother. That was the only time her name got mentioned in the house. But they covered her grave in fresh flowers every week and kept photos of her in all the rooms. That's why Pascal had fallen from the tree in the first place, He was after cherry blossoms for his mammy's grave. Why he had done so at night could only be attributed to the cider he had shared earlier with Mickey and Bosco. He wanted to talk about the hair in his nose with his dad but didn't know how to start the conversation. However, the owl surprised him. Far Cunningham was telling me them boys was at ye again the day. He paused to pull a bit of gristle from his teeth and to wipe his stubbly face with his sleeve. You have to hit one of them a clatter and they'll learn to leave you alone. With his fatherly duties out of the way, the owl fella threw his dishes on top of the others in the sink and went out to the pub. Pascal sat in the darkening kitchen lit only by the lamp in front of the picture of the Sacred Heart. Jesus had a beard in the picture, and Pascal daydreamed a beard for himself. Then he imagined the fantasy of every puny boy, the one suggested by the owlfella, where he would hit Mickey a clatter and Mickey would go over like a cow hit with a bolt gun. His ear began to itch, Before his daydream self had a chance to catch his other ex friend, Bosco, with a devastating left hook, he slid his finger into his ear, thinking it was no more than another bit of wax to be scraped onto the underside of the table. Instead, and his heart skipped a beat, he found more hair. Yes, he whooped and punched the air. The days that followed, "'brought no further progress. "'He had stopped wearing the flat cap "'so he could run his fingers over his pate every few minutes. "'He found nothing. "'But the hair in his nose and ears "'gradually thickened and filled him with hope. "'He went to class on time every day, "'refusing to sit out the breaks in the toilet. "'And sometimes the boys even left him alone apart from Mickey's constant, hilarious requests for the loan of a razor. Pascal refused to respond, except for one time when nobody else was around. Me and you was friends, Mickey, he said. Why don't you give it a rest, hey? Why don't you make me shiny? Mickey grabbed him by his sore shoulder. The four parallel scratches he had received in his accident had never healed properly and still bled from time to time. He winced with the pain as Mickey shoved his square face into Pascal's round one, so close that Pascal could see the bits he had missed shaving at the corner of his jaw, as well as the mole that separated his eyebrows. There was even a hair on the mole a lone mocking sentinel that by itself was more than Pascal's entire face could produce. Pascal couldn't stand it any longer. He hit the mole as hard as he could, flattening the hair and, incidentally, knocking Mickey back across the desks. Father Cunningham appeared a minute later to pull them apart. You! he said to Mickey I know you started this you wee scut you just can't let the poor lad alone with his terrible handicap can you? his eyes drifted sympathetically over Pascal's billiard ball head go on homeboy this fella's gonna be staying late after school for the next week go on with you Pascal went he knew by the look Mickey flung after him that his owlfella's advice was going to get him sent back to hospital sometime in the not-too-distant future. Mickey would be staying late after school until Friday. Then, come Monday, his owlfella would be paying for a new headstone out in Conwall Cemetery. I have six days to live, he thought. Better think of something fast. Pascal woke up with a head cold. His eyes itched and his breath whistled in his throat. He coughed and coughed, but nothing would dislodge the phlegm. A constant tickling sensation at the back of his throat made him want to retch. Better to catch a cold now, he thought. I'll be over it by Monday when I'll have to face Mickey. His misery rose with the summer sun. Every breath had to be forced through what felt like cotton wool. Eventually, having blown his nose bloody through a whole box of tissues, he sent a finger on an expedition to see if it could sort out the trouble. It found no mucus, only hair, wads of it stuffing his nose. If he looked closely in the bathroom's one filthy mirror, he could see it clearly. His ears, too, were clogging up, and when, with shaking hands, he investigated the itching in his eyes, careful study revealed fluff growing, even on the insides of his eyelids. He stayed home on Thursday and spent the day reaching into his nose with a small pair of scissors. He was beginning to have difficulty swallowing solid food, and small pieces of his last meal caught on the hair that was now growing on his tongue and the insides of his cheeks. He clipped that too. He clipped all of it, but he knew in his heart it would grow back. If that happened, he would never be able to go back to school. Bald outside, hairy inside. He laughed at that for a while. And then he cried, coughing in between sobs over the never-ending tickle that lived in his throat. By Friday, he needed a doctor. He should have acted sooner. But shame had overcome him and he had kept hoping his affliction would leave him of its own accord. The owl fella left for work that day, without ever hearing Pascal's muffled cries for help. Pascal fought through the morning for every breath, drawing it through, it seemed, a dozen blankets. Every few seconds he gagged on hair, but nothing could get out of his stomach. Sacred heart, he whispered, I don't care if I die. Only let it end quick. In spite of his prayer, he decided to fight until the owl fella came home, hoping that even now a doctor up at the hospital might save him. Pascal woke from sleep choking. Panic seized him. His mouth lay open and he couldn't have shut it, even if he had wanted to, with all the hair that grew there. Hair had also jammed open his eyes, but it blocked most of his vision, leaving only a thin slit of light. A full moon in the window meant that the owl fella had probably already come home and gone to bed without checking on him. As Pascal thrashed and clawed at the sheets, A part of his mind told him that the full moon was the last thing he would ever see. Ironically, it was also the last thing he had seen the night he had fallen out of the tree at the cemetery and hit his head. A voice floated through the open window. Mickey's voice. You in there, shiny? Mickey sounded drunk. Cider, probably. Before Pascal's accident, the three of them used to get Bosco's older brother to buy it for them. I know you're there, shiny head. I know you are. A new voice. Bosco's this time, breathless with excitement. You have to fight him, shiny. Come out and fight him, you coward. You'll have to come to school anyway next week. Coward, said Mickey. Coward, Bosco agreed. Pascal had stopped his thrashing by now. His struggle for breath had failed. Nothing came in or out of his body. But he knew that everywhere inside him, hair was still pushing into the remaining few spaces that lay between his organs. Calm descended upon him. He wondered what his two friends would think when they found out they had made fun of him on the night of his death. Friends. They had always made fun of him. He had always been the smallest of the three, the butt of their vicious hilarity. No matter. Nothing mattered now. The hair was still growing inside him. His body bloated with it, pushing at and bursting the seams of his clothing. Come out now, you gimp, shouted Mickey. Something smashed against the wall of the house. A bottle? If you don't come out... A deep breath. If you don't come down this minute, I'm going out to the graveyard to piss on your mammy's grave. I'll draw stuff. You know what a good drawer I am. I'll draw her and your owl fella, so I will. The dying Pascal shook. With anger, A race was going on inside him between the bursting pressure of the hair and asphyxia. Pascal didn't know which would kill him first. His struggles ceased altogether. Pascal shivered. He opened gummy eyes to see that the window to his room had been shattered some time during the night. In spite of the breeze coming in through the window, the room stank of sweat. He rolled out of bed onto the floor and crawled over his shredded clothing towards the bathroom. It was only when he was puking into the toilet that he remembered he shouldn't even be able to breathe he pulled himself up to the mirror and almost fell back when he saw the new shadows that covered the top of his head and his jaw. Hair. On the outside. Pascal grinned, revealing dried blood between his teeth. He must have bitten his tongue during his struggles to breathe. Long time no see he said to his new stubble. Now, what the hell happened to the window? The parallel scratches along his shoulder had faded almost to nothing. Even now, he had no idea what could possibly have made them. He shrugged, his grin so wide it hurt. Hair, he said. The owl fella wouldn't complain about a window. Not when he saw his son shaving again. Nor did he, as it turned out. Although he said it was strange that most of the broken glass had landed in the garden, as if it had been hit from the inside by a large object. Pascal's triumphant return to school failed to live up to his expectations. Where are Mickey and Bosco? he asked one of the boys, the son of the Garda superintendent. You didn't hear? The boy's eyes widened in astonishment behind cheap spectacles. How could you not know a thing like that? They're, well, they're dead. His voice dropped to a whisper. I heard Daddy tell Mammy that their throats had been... Had been ripped out. Pascal didn't believe a word until he read a sanitised version of it in the Donegal Democrat. Detectives found the bodies under a tree in Conwell graveyard outside the town. We believe an animal to be responsible, a large dog, perhaps. We found vast quantities of shed fur at the scene and on the road back towards town. Not fur, thought Pascal. And he shivered. Hair. Well, that's the end of that. I hope you like the story. I hope you'll listen again because I plan to do several more of these podcasts. And if you get a chance, I would appreciate it if you would check me out on Twitter. I am at thecallya on Twitter. Or have a look at my website hather.org P-E-A-G-A-R.org. thanks a million bye